Jesus born to set thy people free from our fears and sins release us let us find our rest in thee Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week, we encounter John the Baptist, the voice crying out in the wilderness, inviting all Israel to turn and change their path. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Emperor Tiberius, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was ruler of Galilee, and his brother Philip ruler of the region of Idorea and Trachonitis, and Lysanias ruler of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John son of Zechariah in the wilderness. He went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free from our fears and sins. Release us, let us find our rest in thee. Please be seated. Today we encounter John the Baptist in our Gospel reading, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. And I think it's really interesting that that is where John hears the voice of God, in the wilderness. Because I think, looking back on my own life and, and knowing the stories of many others, that it is often in the wilderness where we encounter the voice of God. Not necessarily in the, in the literal wilderness out in the, you know, the mountains or the, or the plains or the desert, but, but in the wilderness of our own lives. And I look at my own story, and as I've said before, you know, I, I wasn't a churchgoer growing up. We didn't go to church, and I had no real experience of, of faith. And, and I had started in my 20s going to Christmas Eve services, but only Christmas Eve, because how can you not, you know, like Christmas Eve? It's beautiful. It's wonderful. But I wasn't like a person of faith. I mean, God wasn't like an important person in my life until I entered a point in my life where, where things weren't going particularly well. I had not exactly a crisis, but, but certainly a sense of some things falling apart, things not working. I, I felt alone and isolated. I felt as though I were in a wilderness. And there are many people, we know people, all of us, who have this same story, that in a moment when things are falling apart, when things feel like crisis, when we encounter the truth of our mortality, that often those are times when we can hear the voice of God come to us. And you know, I used to work in a, in a parish where I was a, in seminary, I was an intern in a parish, and it was in a, a really not particularly salubrious neighborhood. It was in a pretty tough 
place, actually. It was a neighborhood not totally dissimilar from what you might find on the south side of Syracuse, where there were lots of people struggling with, with joblessness, with homelessness, with uh, poor housing, with, with food scarcity. People who were really struggling in their lives. And in the middle of the neighborhood, two blocks from the church, was a big hospital. And I, I worked at that hospital. I was a chaplain at the hospital. I was an intern at the church. And so I spent a lot of time in this neighborhood. And I remembered from the Beatitudes that Jesus tells us that the people who are blessed are people who are poor, people who are mourning, people who are, are hungry, people who who are in need and desperate. And I thought to myself, I'm finding myself here in the midst of those that Jesus calls blessed. And their lives don't really describe mine. I wasn't poor or suffering or in mourning or meek. So what does it mean for us to be in ministry with those that Jesus calls blessed? I think that when John cries out into the wilderness, when we are in our own personal wildernesses, when we are encountering those that Jesus calls blessed but whose lives look to us as just difficult, all of those things are places where we find ourselves vulnerable, where we feel uncomfortable maybe or even unsafe. And it's in those places that God's call comes to us most clearly, I think. It's not that God isn't calling to us in the joyous, happy moments of our lives. But when we're feeling good, when we feel comfortable, we feel safe, we feel like, I think, maybe we don't need God so much. Look at all we've created for ourselves. We're doing really good. And it's in the moment when that facade cracks and crumbles that God's call that has always been there comes through when the barriers have been taken away. And we find ourselves realizing, in fact, that we have nothing to depend on within ourselves. We have really only God and God's promises. When John began his ministry, what he essentially was saying to the people of Israel is, is God gave us this land, a land of milk and honey. But a land of milk and honey is a land that, where we are provided for not from our own labors, but from the labors of creation itself. Milk and honey don't come from human hands. And so God invited Israel to live in a land to depend on the abundance and goodness of God and to take care of one another, not set oneself up over and above others, but to see that we are all equally possessed of dignity as children of God. And they messed it up. They messed it up really bad. They got as far away from that vision as we can imagine. And John was calling them to remember that vision, to remember that invitation. And his baptism of repentance is an invitation to enter again into the wilderness. Like their ancestors had done wandering in the wilderness out of Egypt 
before they were delivered into the promised land. John invites them back into the wilderness, to that place where they can hear God's clarion call more clearly, more surely, more confidently than they could, wrapped up in their problems and concerns and troubles in their homes. John calls them into the wilderness to be vulnerable, to be unsafe, to be uncomfortable. And then he invites them back through the River Jordan into the promised land. It's an opportunity to hit the reset button. That we can change our lives. We can hear God's call. We can listen to it. We can learn to implement that in our lives. John invites the people of Israel into something new, a new beginning. And ultimately he points to the, to the great icon of that new beginning, Jesus Christ that Jesus offers us in the example of his life how we live and follow God in our lives. When we do the things that Jesus did, when we care about the people that Jesus cared about, when we fulfill the ministries that Jesus began, we live in the way that God has always intended for us. And instead of being isolated in one small place in the globe, through Christ, God offers up a land of milk and honey to the whole world for all of us to see that there is more than enough for all of us to have a good life. That there are more than enough hands to take care of one another. There is more than enough good ideas and hard labor to bring about all of the things that God would wish for us and that we truly wish for ourselves. And so John calls out into wilderness. He points his way to Christ who embodies this promise that is eternal and yet renewed. And that in this, this season of anticipation, we are awaiting the final culmination of that promise, the return of Christ, the, the full implementation of the kingdom of God. But Jesus' example and Jesus' promise and the instructions that he gave us and left with us enable us to begin to live in that kingdom, not when Jesus returns, but now, today. We can live as though the kingdom of God was all around us because in truth, it is. It always has been. And it's only when we build up the barriers that put ourselves to the center that we stop seeing that. So John invites us into the wilderness, all of us, to hear God's call and to return again into the kingdom of God. And we as Christian people, through the baptism of our Lord, we enter into his death so that we might arise again in his new life. And so all of the things that we are afraid of, that we built those barriers against, our, our fear of being alone, our fear of, of suffering, our fear of death, all of those things are taken up by Christ who tells us, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Jesus promises that no matter what we encounter, we will not be alone. He will be there with us. We can count on him. He will get us through whatever we encounter. Even our own mortal deaths are not enough to separate us from the love of God. 
And so we are invited to be fearless. We are invited to be bold in the way that we love the world. That we are invited to build that kingdom now. To live in that kingdom now. And to invite all that we encounter into that kingdom as well. And that when we hold true to that call that we hear in the wilderness. And we enter into that new life promised through baptism. Then all things become possible. And that the things that we are afraid of. If we open our eyes to it, we realize truly have no power over us. They cannot hold us back from loving boldly and proclaiming the glory of God in the world. Amen.